0: Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Welcome to you from Bob's office. Today is January 7th. It is currently 2.10 p.m. Um, I am one of your hosts, Jake Mathis, and today we're doing something a little different. <laughs> I did it again. We're not doing it just today. We're doing it permanently. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, as permanent as until we do something else different again, too. So normally when we do these podcasts, we do a sports segment at the start.
0: You didn't introduce yourself. You're right.
1: I'm Jacob Bomber. <laughs> we do a sports segment at the start, and then we spend the rest of the time with the guest. And those have been going for roughly two and a half hours, and those are really, really long. And we feel like we've had – I've had multiple people talk to me. I don't know if anyone's talked to Jake. That That's just really Literally people navigate. don't talk to me, so no. Oof. So, so instead of keeping that format, what we're going to do instead is do a – sports episode and just do a sports episode and try to keep that around an hour long and we'll just do one of those a week and then as we do guests we'll have our guest episodes focused just on our guests and try to keep those around an hour 15 hour and a half that way if you want to listen to just the sports part then you can mosey on over to the sports episode for that week and listen to just that and if you're here to listen to just the guest then Welcome, and we will just do our little mini intros that we normally do, and then we will talk to our guests, and that way we can be a little bit more focused and feel like we are providing for you, our listener, in a better way. So welcome to the first episode of that. We already recorded our sports episode, so that should be up already, Um, but we're going into this. So, moving on. The next voice you hear belongs to another member of the Long Beach Pyramid Scheme Ultimate Frisbee team. He graduated from Long Beach Poly High School last year and is currently undeclared at CSULB. So we will try to figure that out for him later today. Ladies and gentlemen, Angel Loops Sanchez. Boy, thanks for having me.
0: Insert clap reel.
1: Yay. That's not a real, <laughs> wow, why did you clap that, the, that was rough. That's the first person we've had to attack our equipment
0: our new equipment. God. Yeah. It
1: was it, well, was it was unintentional. That was I should not have been into that. <laughs> we brought candy into
0: the room, which was a problem because now we're really just eating it. I've had well, 3 I see that as a and I've gained probably wasn't half a pound. It was a about.
1: problem until I ate a Heath bar. Apparently I've never eaten a Heath bar before. That was unpleasant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was not very heathy. Definitely wasn't very healthy. That's the Pun, I tried to make it, just didn't work. I'm gonna stop
1: <laughs> chewing next to the microphone. Jake's gonna talk about his weekend.
0: Uh, my weekend was sad. So, on Friday night, nobody all, died, don't worry. Yeah, not yet. Uh, well, no, that just sounds terrible. No, no one died. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> well, you never know, Lee. Um, but <laughs> so this weekend was sad because, um, we said goodbye to a lot of our friends because Kevin. Going back to school. They're not dead. No, I I didn't say, I said no <laughs> one died. Um, Kevin is going back to school. Um, he left on Friday night, so like we had a nice like get together with all of our friends together.
1: That is friend of the show, Kevin, who was on yeah. the podcast last week.
0: Yeah. He, so he had to le- he left Saturday morning, and then a few of the other friends left, and then. Ian. So apparently, are going to remain nameless. Uh, yeah, and then Ian and Maddie left as well. And they're driving to, they're driving back, they drove back to GCU, and Ian's coming back this weekend, which, dumb guy doing that, but sure. Um. So it's kind of just sad saying all goodbye, because literally during winter break, we spent almost every day together, and it's like, now where am I supposed to go after this? So it's a little sad, just saying bye to your friends after being together for so long, and yeah. So that was my sad weekend.
1: <laughs> my weekend started off a little bit better. We told you last week about how bad I was at disc golf on Monday. And Jake beat me, which was sad Heck times.
0: Yeah. Best game of my life, too. Did not so, play well the last two times I played. So then we
1: played again on Friday. Oh, I
0: forgot about that. I sucked on Friday.
1: <laughs> uh, we had a group of
0: five or six of us. Eight. Oh, is that much? I think so. Because both the Kevin's, right?
1: On Friday. No, that we
0: had seven. Because we only have one in the Kevin's. No, I don't know. Kyle got a haircut. I why what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought he was growing.
0: He said he was growing it out for camp. Yeah, I know, but he grew Ooh. it or he cut it, and it looks great though. Kyle's in trouble.
1: I mean, it was me, you, Cody, Scoob, Kyle, no, Jesse. I
0: thought it was just us. Ian. I thought Kyle was there. Not on Friday. on Friday. Oh, that's right. He had to work. Yeah, you guys played um, yesterday.
1: Yeah, I think it was just. Anyway, doesn't uh, matter. So I shot five over. It was terrible on Monday. I mean, it matters, but I we're not going to sit here. He he hit it. the pole. Yeah, I hit a pole on. Monday. If you know, you know,
0: you um, know. i y k y I I-Y-K-Y-I. If you know, you know. I did that wrong. Definitely did the Yeah, no, idiot. You're right. Stop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just got called an idiot for no reason. Yikes. Um, Was very
0: aggressive of me. (laughs) I've had a lot of sugar.
1: Sorry. So I got new discs, and that's why I'm going to attribute that to why it was so bad on Monday, except I played with the same new discs on Friday, and I shot one under, and I had four birdies, a double bogey, and a bogey. So somehow I got over it and played a lot better on Friday, and that was great. I I got a new disc, too,
0: and it flies. Darth Vader. Yeah, I... I quote Darth Vader quotes whenever he does well.
1: Which means he doesn't quote Darth Vader very often. That's
0: a dang lie. (laughs) Because my drives are great. It's just my putting is... Actually, my putting wasn't bad on uh, whatever day... Yesterday. But we'll see on Friday.
1: We will. I wasn't able to go yesterday. Um, So if you're listening to this before this coming Friday, January... 10th? Yep. Today's the 7th. 10th? Then, meet us at El Dorado at 10 a.m. on Friday and we're yep. playing.
0: Um, Bring a rag. I don't even
1: remember what else I did on Friday. But Saturday, I had a frisbee tournament, and so I went up to Santa Monica with some people, and we played in a hat tournament. What a hat tournament is, is everybody just registers randomly, and then they split you up into random teams and that are hopefully matched you oh, that. That's cool. So, we played, and... Oh, we recorded on Tuesday. Last Wednesday, preface... Last Wednesday, we went up to Santa Monica and played Frisbee at the beach on Wednesday night, New Year's Day night in Santa Monica. Oh, we didn't reco- We recorded like on Thursday, I, was- I thought. We didn't. No, we didn't. So.
0: I actually <laughs> said I did on New Year's.
1: Well, we don't have time for that now. Oh. Um. <laughs> I mean, we could. I don't know. That's going to take time away. Anyway, so we played night Frisbee on the beach under lights that one of the guys brings, and it was a ton of fun. So being up in Santa Monica and getting a lot of beach Frisbee time in was great. So we go up to Santa Monica. We were expecting some pretty good competition. Um, Unfortunately, if we would have just stayed at home and played in the beach pickup game at home, we would have been playing with a little bit better competition. But it was still a fun day playing with new people, getting to know new people. It was all for a youth tournament to raise money for youth Frisbee in the area. There's an organization called Southern California Youth Ultimate. S-C-Y-U, pronounced Sky-U. So they had a two-day tournament Friday, Saturday. But on Saturday, there were showcase games. And the governing body of Frisbee in this country, USA Ultimate, flew out a bunch of the top players in the country, not just youth, like actual top players, some of the best players in the world, flew them out to do a couple different showcase games during the day on Saturday because that's a really cool thing to hopefully get the kids hyped about it. And so that was really cool. Some top names came out. I won't name any of them because none of you know who they are. But it was really fun to just be there and be in that environment and have a good time and play. So that was a lot of fun before I got home to watch some football this weekend. But that was, that was the extent of my weekend. included a lot of Frisbee and a lot of watching football.
2: What did you do this weekend, Luke? Um, don't exactly remember what I did on Friday, but Saturday. Um, so for context for this, uh, the week before that, I went with my sister to go get – um two new pair of jeans as a Christmas gift, because we didn't open our Christmas gifts until the first, when we wanted, like, everyone to be there, so, yeah, so the week before that, we went to go get, like, my Christmas gifts from her, and um, we were at Cerrito Small, and we went to this uh, one Japanese clothing store, and we went went inside, looked around, and uh, I saw, like, these flannels that were pretty nice, and I, uh, I asked her if I wanted one, or that I wanted one, and <laughs> uh, she agreed, but there wasn't any in my size, so we were like, alright, we'll, we'll just uh, come back a week later. So the week passes by, we go Saturday, and um, she asks me if I want to pass by Marshalls first, or if not we could just go there, and I was like, well, there was a couple sweaters that I saw in Marshalls that I wanted. So we get, we go to Marshall's instead. And so I see, I see this sweater, the one that I'm currently wearing right now. And I was like, yep, found it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, went shopping with my sister on Saturday. And then we went back to her place. Uh, we made some Thai chicken curry Ooh, for dinner. Yeah. It was really good. And then the day after on Sunday, um, pretty chill most of the day, but, like, around six thirty seven, like, that's when the family got together to, uh, to eat some rosca. I don't know what you got. I don't know if you guys know. So, it's, like, uh, a Hispanic tradition where, um, the, I don't know what the, it's called in English, the three, three wise, uh, like. I
1: need context for No, yeah. You um, said three wise, so I was going with three the, wise men, the, but
2: the th- three wise mages, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So um basically, right when they uh the three wise men, I guess we'll call them that. Yeah. Uh when they come visit baby Jesus. Yeah, the three um, wise. Um yeah. And so um don't really know exactly what that has to do with this, but that's apparently the time when uh we do this around kind of and so it's this like really long piece of bread that's like in a in a loop kind of like shaped like a track field okay. and so inside like placed throughout the bread there's like these uh, little baby jesus's Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Well, I got so <laughs> So uh. you bas- basically each person takes a turn to cut a piece of the bread and so um, The the fun thing about it is that uh, when you when you do get your piece of bread, everyone's just like excited to see if you get a baby Jesus because if you do, that means like whenever you guys meet up the next time, it's basically a potluck. So whoever gets a baby Jesus, they have to make something, and so that's like the whole gist of it. And we we drank some hot chocolate. How many,
1: how many? baby Jesuses are total? There's
0: looks like <laughs> that,
2: right? Yes, like that.
0: <laughs> and inside there's a little tiny baby Jesus. Yeah, I, I know I looked, all about that actually. Yeah. Oh, that looked
1: that looked like hollow, but it's bread. Okay. Well, it right. looked shiny like jello, so oh. it looked hollow. Yeah.
0: yeah, I I know what that is. We I think we did something like that here. Baby Jesus bread. We yeah, it's like I Googled. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Baby <laughs> Literally Jesus what spread. it uh, that's I don't remember what the name of it was. <laughs> People yeah. Didn't define the name.
2: There's, like, usually five or six, like, sped throughout. But, yeah, that was my weekend.
0: Did you? Did you? Um, no, yeah, I got a baby Jesus. Did you collect the Jesus?
2: I, I got one baby Jesus. So what are you planning to make next time? Well, I mean, it wasn't, like, I don't have free reign of what I want to make. It was kind of decided because one, one of my cousins was like, oh, we should make tacos. And then they're like, all right. So, for every baby Jesus, one person is going to make, like, a different type of meat. So, like, carne asada, pastor, chorizo, and chicken, yeah.
0: Oh, man. Don't make me hungry. (laughs) I haven't eaten today.
1: Well, did you you know what's happening on TV tonight? No. Inform us. The Jeopardy! Greatest oh, yeah, of yeah. all time tournament uh, is happening, and tonight it's is Alex the Trebek's first part. Alex Trebek's last one, too, right? I don't uh, know anything about that, well, but what? the three the three guys competing tonight are Ken Jennings, I forgot the other guys' first names, James Holzhauer, and Brad Rutter.
0: Wait, which one's the better?
1: That's what we're going to... Oh, like who actually places bets? Yeah. I believe it's Holzhauer.
0: Because he's... I, I got all my money on him.
1: So the reason these three – so it's these three guys, and there is at least a three-night event. um, But I think, like, on the TV Guide, it showed it going into next week, so I guess it depends on whatever. But – so Ken Jennings is in because he has the record for most consecutive games won, which is 72. He won 72 episodes in a row, which is crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, they Um, film, like, 12 at a time. Yeah,
1: they do a lot. The um Holzhauer is in because he has the largest single game winning ever. He had hundred and thirty one thousand dollars, which is a lot in one game. And then Rudder is in because he has won the most money all time, over four million dollars. Jeez. So these three guys are like the three best Jeopardy players in the history of ever. Oh, they're gonna get all on the same no. Darn! They're all going against each other tonight at eight o'clock. Check it out. I'm I'm not getting paid by them. I should be, but um, this episode's I, not sponsored. I no. wish
0: I was sponsored by Jeopardy because I, I would be on there a lot. Is Bob I,
1: is Bob gonna watch the greatest of all time tournament tonight? Oh, Bob! <laughs> it's okay.
0: Bob has walked in. Goodbye.
1: Bye, Bob. Go Chiefs. <laughs> So, I'm very excited about that in an unreasonable way because I hardly ever watch Jeopardy! But I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see how that goes. I,
0: I like Jeopardy! Jeopardy is fun. So nice brain tweezer, Twi- uh, twister. <laughs> tweezer? No. <laughs> it happens. Brain <laughs> tweezer.
1: I despise you. you. I'm not the one who said it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right, <laughs> I guess.
2: That's just only I can say. I mean, he's not wrong. So,
1: <laughs> this is weird now to just transition straight into this because it's new and we're, we're going to make it happen. But, we're going to turn our attention to Loops. And, I know I introduced him as Angel Sanchez earlier, but I said Loops earlier because again, Frisbee, they got nicknames. Loops is a rookie. And so, yeah, I'm just going to call him Loops because that's how it works. Um,
0: I I also am really never given their actual names. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I call them that too, because I've never been given their actual names most of the time. Um, so. also, there's a lot of cords around me. <laughs> that's the, look usual. at my
1: foot.
0: <laughs> it's the usual amount. It's it just same. seems like it's a lot today. Maybe it's
1: because. This I, one, well, you pushed this mic cable all the I, way over. Like, you put the mic stand on top of it. That's different.
2: That's a good radio right there. Having some t- technical difficulties. What? Oh, I, uh,
1: that's a lot. <laughs> that I would call a difficulty. The other one was just whatever. <clears throat> All right, so let's let's just start there. <laughs> it almost did, as bad as the time I no, ch- almost s- choked myself? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. How did you get the nickname Loops?
2: Okay, so for <clears throat> those who don't know, uh for the initiation night for... Um, rookie
1: welcome night. There's no such thing as initiation. That is bad connotation, and teams yeah, get in trouble for that. Like rookie, rookie welcome, welcome. night, there okay.
2: All right, so uh, for that, uh, they sent a survey out to um, the rookies like a few weeks earlier, and um, one of the questions on the survey was, what's an interesting fact about you? And so I wrote, well, I can make bird noises. And, <sighs> Huh, I can already see the connections.
1: <laughs> well, obviously we have to ask you about these, but continue your story.
2: Yes, and so um, the night we get uh, basically baptized with our own discs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never. Thought. This
0: also does not sound good, though. <laughs> this slightly sounds it's, culty. It, <laughs>
1: it started as a nighting. I baptized. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I wasn't there to witness, so I can't
2: confirm or deny one or the other. Yeah, so when it was my turn to get up, uh, Ajax is there standing over me. And he was like, well, on his survey, we actually picked out the question that says, what's an interesting fact about you? And he wrote, he can make bird noises. And then he proceeds to say, which is really boring and not interesting at all. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. And so... From there, uh, they Googled uh, the bird that makes the loudest noise, and it was the white billbird. And so, <clears throat> thinking of birds, uh, they came they came across uh, the toucan. And so, from the toucan, they thought of Fruit Loops because the toucan bird is <laughs> the bird for the Fruit Loops cereal. And so, that's how I got my name, Loops. Once you said bird noises, that was an easy connection.
1: But I like that they went to white bellbird first. That's so crazy (laughs) to how these things
0: like become. I really want
1: to play this
0: now on here. I, oh no.
1: Can you make the sound of the white bellbird? Okay. We're gonna. So, yeah, I should have. Oh, I've heard it before.
0: No, we don't want to hear that loud. (laughs) It's loud.
1: No, it's gonna be great. <laughs> the video literally says you may want to move your headphones away yeah. from your ears. This is gonna he be says fantastic. this as we wear so, headphones. Yeah, so I'm,
0: oh no! You're not. So I'm
1: going to move it. It's going to be fine. It would help if I pulled the microphone I out. I apologize correctly. to our listeners. Well, and the thing about my computer... This is, is Jacob's idea. The thing about my computer is the speakers are in a weird spot. You're
2: recording in 3,
1: 2, was, 1. It would help if I unmuted my computer. <laughs> I thought I did it earlier. It's coming. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Do it
0: again. Yeah, that's it their actual sound. It sounds like it's an auto-tuned bird. It sounds... like auto-tuned a bird? <laughs> it sounds like a... Um, uh, like... Uh, like, would forklifts go backwards? That's kind of like the sound they make. That, uh, <laughs> it kind of went far away. exciting it
1: than happened. I was hoping.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the the white bell bird was recorded at 125 decibels. Wow. I, uh, I was, was like, good. I didn't even press play. Why are there bird noises? And then it was Loops doing it with his mouth. You I should do crazy. that.
2: Something pleasant for the listeners.
1: Yeah. How many bird noises is that? It or like, do you have a, like uh, what bird? I mean, what bird makes that noise? Or are you just, no, just like those. little... So you're not even an expert bird caller. You just know that you can whistle. You don't even movie? know your birds. <laughs> no, you no. don't even know
0: the bird is the word. Okay. I made that reference two days in a row. Look at me.
2: Congratulations. That's you accomplished how.
1: Nothing. You have to. You have to learn which bird makes which sound so, so you can be like, like a this swallow. is a blah, blah 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 and then you go and do it.
2: Because you just make
1: random weird. What you know? What swallows sound like? Yeah, kind of like that. I will take your word for that.
0: <laughs> That's pretty close.
1: <laughs> Almost. Okay. Um, moving on. Is that the only bird noise you have?
2: Uh, I mean, I could. I mean, it was.
1: Uh, I'm impressed. That was very good.
2: I could try a dove, but I don't even know what doves sound like. Oh, Though, so they they sound something like.
1: All right, so s- more like s- a like a, a cooing flute. type. yeah, of, kind of, yeah.
2: kind of like that, like a flute, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I I know what I said.
1: Um, all right, well, <laughs> we're gonna just move on from that talent.
0: <laughs> Stop aggressively. I'm
1: still getting used to our new equipment, and I have this tabletop mic stand, and it felt off balance, and it doesn't matter. New setup. Um, Same equipment. Okay, so taking it back to the start tell us about your life your family parents siblings who are they what do they do
2: so a little thing about me is that i was born and raised long beach my whole life and so hope you see yep me too shout out to ghost yeah uh did
1: you know ghost no no because he's significantly older yeah. Well, he's 21, right?
2: Oh, so that's not that bad.
1: But I mean, that's still like he would have been a senior, I think, when you were a freshman.
2: No, because I'm 19, he's 21. I'm about to turn 20 this year in May. So.
1: So in your second year? No, you graduated last year. Yeah. I well, yeah. You're just older. It's complicated. It's okay. Jake's <laughs> Jake's old for his grade too. You're fine.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, born and raised in Long Beach my whole life, um, answering your question that you, uh, DM'd me, I was born and raised in a Christian household, so I would go to church like every Sunday since I was maybe like five or six. (coughs) Uh, nothing really interesting, well, actually, I guess, um...
1: It's like he ignored the question I asked him now.
2: <laughs> all I asked was, who are your parents and your
1: siblings, and what do they do? And then you went off and <laughs> a we're going to get there, Loops. We're going to get there. There's I mean, I system. thought it was
2: about me, okay. It is about you, <laughs> but you really...
1: <laughs> it's about I mean, you, I, I guess I could have just it. been like, all right, an hour monologue. Go, talk
2: about whatever you want. <laughs> um, so, my parents... um. So first off, my dad, who's in actually my dad he's more like my stepdad mm-hmm. uh, he's a retired veteran uh he's quadriplegic, so he doesn't do any well doesn't do anything really did that come like, that had to before be like an accident or something yeah that that came from an accident so uh one day he's just. This was like three or four days after he graduated from basic training from the marines, yeah, and so just one day he was in um one of those military vehicles uh, I think he had like three other passengers with him, and so he was just speeding up, just doing dumb stuff, and so it was he came across like a T section, he could only go turn left or right. There was no forward. Mm -hmm. And so he was just going too fast, and so he couldn't uh, steer out of the way, so he hit the wall. I think he said he killed the other three people that was with him, but Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he managed to make it out alive, but he's permanently like paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. And so my mom, uh, she's his personal, I guess, um, caretaker. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how she makes her money. Hmm. Wow.
1: Was she was she in like the medical field and the nursing stuff beforehand, or she just no. dropped what she
2: was doing? No. No. So my mom was actually like one of those um, street vendors that she was. Well, it wasn't a street, but like she would go from door to door, like. Uh, selling stuff to like people and be like, hey, you want to buy this? Like, um, She'd been doing that for a few years <clears throat> and uh, I guess one of her friends was taking care of him and so she asks her, hey, do you want to take this job? And so I guess she agreed and so that's how they met.
1: That's how they met? And yeah. then they got... Married later on?
2: Yeah, they got married when I was
1: 13. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how how long ago was the accident? I don't remember. But like within a couple of years before they met? Was it like...
2: No, no, no. no. This it was, was like a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, it was ago? a long time
1: ago. Okay. Thanks. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So what... We just keep going down that road like what is what does life look like living with somebody that is a quadriplegic like how what does your life look like
2: with that involved so my life it's it's all right like i don't have to do most of the stuff that needs to be done for him because that's what my mom does. Mm-hmm. But like, sometimes, like, it'd be my turn to, like, put him in bed. Um, I guess, um, helping with, like, giving his pills and, like, giving him a drink whenever he, like, wants something. But there, there are times where, like, it, it's irritating because he being quadriplegic and, like, not being able to move. He just lays in his bed almost every day with, like, no one really to talk to. Mm-hmm. So whenever we're out, like, somewhere in public, <clears throat> uh, whenever he gets a chance, he, like, tries to hold a conversation. But for me, it's just, like, it's a little bit cringe and annoying. But, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just there just thinking to myself, just just – Stop, please. Stop. But, um, I guess it's nothing like that.
1: So he, so this happened, they got married, you said, when you were 13? Yeah. So, like, that was just a completely new introduction of a person into your life. No.
2: So they, they met before they got married. Uh, I think she met him. When I was, I want to say three, maybe four. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I mean, so when did he become like an everyday part of your life? Oh, yeah. B- around that time, like when I was three or four. Did he move in with you guys for no. him to be the caregiver? Or just you being around your at mom? First, with
2: you? At first, um, because he was living in an apartment at this time. So my mom would go to his place to take care of him. But then I don't remember exactly when we, like, actually were living together. But it was pretty long. I might say maybe around 10 years. Uh, so, yeah, because I was living – because where I live now was not where I lived, like, my whole life. Yeah. Um, I lived in this apartment just, like – literally a couple blocks away from um where I used to live and that was basically from the time I was born to um till I was thirteen where we moved to our new house. But yeah probably more than a decade with him. Wow. What was
1: when when, did you like, could you tell that your mom was getting closer to him and that they were like getting in a relationship and that this was going to go? Like, how did you feel about that process? What did it look like? No, or was I was. Or it like a shock when it.
2: Yeah, I was completely oblivious. I was like, well, the the day she first told me and I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> that they were getting married? Yeah, they were getting married. And I was like. So you just had no idea. that they I, were I had no idea. Wow. I didn't even know they were planning it. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, did they have like a big
1: ceremony? Was it? No. Like, or it was just like it was, they just sign the papers and go. And... It was.
2: It was not sign the papers and go. Um, we went to like our church's, I guess, pastor or whatnot, and so it was just them, me, and like a few other people there that like to witness, and so it was, yeah, kind of there and done.
1: Mm. Wow, that's crazy
2: and so is there i mean you
1: can answer as much or as little of this as you want but like so he's obviously your stepdad was there any contact communication with your biological dad do you know him what does that look like
2: no i the only thing i have of him is a vivid and i mean vivid memory of what like because it's not a clear picture it's just like all I remember of him is just a very tall, dark silhouette of a person. And that's it.
1: From when you were super little, obviously. When I like was
2: super little. Too
1: have you, has that conversation, like, have you ever wanted to know who he was, know more of him? Have you? What does that conversation look like with your mom and your family? Like,
2: It was never brought up between me and my family or, like, uh, brought up to me, like, if I ever wanted to know him. But. I guess, just, I don't know, just time took its place, and I just wasn't interested.
1: I mean, that's, yeah, that could go either way. I have a similar, like, I have no idea who my, well, okay, I don't have no idea. I grew up not knowing who my biological dad was, (coughs) and I was given the option to, like, go find him or seek more information, but I just grew up. Like till even after your age, I was 23 when I learned anything about them at all. But I just never really brought it up. Didn't I was lived my life and and I was fine. Um, but that's like, do you think there will be a time when like do you do they have information? Do you think? Do no, they know, like, we just
2: lost all contact with him. Like we don't even know where he is or if he's still alive or not. Wow.
1: Is that like are you okay? Like I just. I'm always curious how are you like okay whatever who cares doesn't matter like I'll be fine or like do you think in the future you're going to be like god dang I really wish I knew at least who he was knew something about him
2: It's going to sound messed up but no I oh, don't think I'd ever care
1: I mean it makes sense yeah. like he hasn't been in your life he's you know he hasn't been part of
2: who you are and who you Yeah you, you were become.
0: doing fine without him like it's
2: Yeah one, one thing though is like it really irritates me when I call my stepdad stepdad because Hmm. like he's obviously been like the only father figure in my life. Um, he was the one that actually like showed me and taught me like to live my own life, not like putting up, uh, this facade or being like two faced, um, during school. And so like, I could actually just be who I am and like that was, I'm really grateful for that. Like, he's like my actual dad figure. But it's it's weird because I don't call him dad. I just call him by his first name.
1: Yeah. I mean, because that's how you met him. That's how you knew him for yeah. the longest time. That's a weird transition to make later in life, Wasn't later that like in the relationship. That kind of
0: too?
1: I mean, I was still pretty young mm-hmm. and I understood the idea of my mom like dating somebody and then getting married like, and it's just easier to say like I would you wouldn't I feel like kids who get step parents they don't call them to their face so oh, hey stepmom hey step like that's not that's weird. Um, so, so you've always been
0: like first name basis with him?
1: No, I've always just said dad because it was easier. My mom has always referred to him as my dad, and that's just <clears throat> so I just say dad because it's easier, and then I don't have to have the conversation. Oh. It just depends on the context, whether I say stepdad or dad. Because
0: I'll call my stepdad, like, by his actual name, and then I'll explain him as, like, my stepdad, like, well, I had a dad. You had, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, that's very different, like, between yeah. the three of us, we all have interesting dad situations, yeah. but you, out of the three of us, you're the only one who actually knew your dad, you had a relationship with him, he was dad, mm-hmm. and so that... That makes sense that you have that, and then there's this other person that you're not going to call dad. Um, that's that's interesting. So you mentioned a sister. Is it she your only sibling? Uh,
2: no, I have two sisters. Ones, I get. Mm, I think they're already in their 30s.
1: You don't know how old your sisters are. <laughs> no, don't judge me. Sometimes Can't.
2: I don't oh, know my. Oh, way past that.
1: <laughs> judging no. hard. <laughs>
2: I have two sisters and one brother. Okay. All older? Yeah, they're all older. I'm the I'm the baby of the family.
1: By how much? Like how obviously your sisters are maybe in their thirties. How old's your brother?
2: Uh, no, yeah. Um he's way in his mid thirties.
1: Sorry, is there a big gap between you and them?
2: There's a big no, there's a big gap between me and my youngest sister. Uh, uh, the a decade. Like I'm about to turn twenty. She just turned thirty.
1: And that's the next youngest one? Wow. So, so, I mean, it's your reality, but, like, what is that like knowing that three of them were all close-ish in age and then you're, like, way behind it? Like, when you're growing up, they're all in their late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm.
2: So, for me, during, like, elementary and middle school, they were, they were there for a while, but then, like, halfway through middle school and, like, through high school... Like they all left, and I. I mean, they're just, adults, so I, yeah, yeah, definitely. obviously. But it it's kind of funny because there'd be times where I feel like I'm the only child because I'm the only one living with it's my. It's such parents. a get. yeah, yeah. Both. And so I uh, I still have a good relationship with my sisters, but my brothers. Eh. <laughs> We don't.
1: We don't need to go into a lot of detail about that, unless you feel like they're not going to listen, and it's fine. Uh, they won't. <laughs> I mean, so where? Why is there a difficulty with your brother?
2: Because uh, when I was still growing up, he was actually in gangs in the streets, just doing illegal stuff, and so because uh one day he got caught with the law and he wasn't even a US citizen cuz he was born in Mexico okay and so just one day he just got caught and so they deported him back so um little little backstory I would go visit my family in Mexico that's where he was every year for Christmas mm-hmm. but even then it was just not there. Just so like he's just, still there now. He's still there now. Okay. Yeah. But so yeah, we didn't. We don't have like anything like that. Serious. That that makes sense if he's in a
1: different country. Yeah. You know, borderline inaccessible. Then mm-hmm. that's. So what do your sisters do?
2: Um.
1: Do they they live here?
2: Yeah, they live here. Okay. Um. One is a uh, vendor. She actually sells honey, mm. like a uh, pure form of honey. Kay. And so she <coughs> sets her little table up in front of a restaurant that she goes to. And so she would just sit there in front and just, like, sell her honey. Okay. Yeah. And then my youngest sister, uh, she's... She works at a uh, – what, what are they called? Those doctors that, like, specialize on eyes. Optometrists. Optometrists. Yeah, she she works with one just um. over there on, I guess, where PCH and Anaheim meet. Okay. Yeah. So just, like, a clerk in the office or mm-hmm. some
1: Do they have – like, did they go to college and study stuff, or is this just, like, straight out of...
2: No, my youngest sister actually um, attempted some college, but then she flunked it out. So, <clears throat> out of my immediate family, I'm the only one who is in college. And on a track to, like, And finish. on a track to graduate in four years.
1: I mean, that's... How do you feel about that? Like, is there like, is there like a pride in that? Is yes, there, pressure? there is definitely
2: <laughs> both pride and pressure mm. in that.
1: Like, what, what did the pressure look like? Who does it come from?
2: The, just, I guess, the fact that none of my family has actually went to college, and like, I'm first generation. Um, am and so kind of like the fear of not graduating like really scares me
1: i mean so that's uh, that it's easy to put that pressure on yourself yeah but are those conversations happening at home at family gatherings like are people like oh you're in college you're gonna do it like it's on you to be the first one does that happen
2: no they they (laughs) do they they do bring up the fact like i'm in college i'm gonna do things but no one has ever put the pressure on me be like you have to, like you're going to be the first okay, one. So you,
1: you just recognize your situation and know like this is the opportunity I have and yeah. I don't want to fail in this. So argument. the
2: pressure really comes from the pride yeah. as- aspect of it.
1: I mean, is it, would you consider it pride? Like,
2: yes, very,
1: <laughs> but like it, there's, you know, there's, a way to be proud because you have accomplished this thing, and there's ways to be prideful and like ha, I did this thing, and you all didn't mm, well, <laughs> I mean if you're being honest i'm sure okay the second one I'm sure the second one comes up a little bit
2: no, so it prideness and humility i'd say like i don't I don't do it because of the pride I, I do it for like the humility
1: okay yeah. so you are there you understand the gravity of your situation, yeah. you are proud of yourself for putting in the work and going down this route and being able to succeed mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't necessarily available before that makes sense. that's crazy i man like, <laughs> like I grew up college was just a for sure thing like that there was no doubt that that was going to happen there was no there was no pride or pressure or anything there because it was just a given. So that's...
0: My family didn't do college. I'm the only one who, like... Well, my sister did community college for a little bit, and then now... My mom did, too, for a little bit, but, like, no one got degrees or anything. Now I'm just... I mean, so do you feel any of that? I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to get one. <laughs> so, no, I don't feel pressure because my family knows that School's never been a thing for our family, kind of.
1: Thing. I mean, that's, I mean, it sounds like it hasn't really been for, for yeah. Loops either, but he, you know, you're making it a point to say, I am going to accomplish this yes. and do this. I, for me, it's like, I, yeah, okay, maybe. Okay. I like, am,
0: that's fine. School's yeah. not me. Like, maybe uh, I'll do something with it.
2: Maybe I won't. High school diploma was a stepping stone. Graduating from a university is just basically the world to me at this point.
0: Hmm. It's a good goal to have if that's your goal. That that made no sense because it was rhetorical. But but no, it, it, it's a great goal to have. But yeah. No, but it's a great goal to have. Okay, Jake. I'm talking.
1: A lot. When okay, so what what does your education look like so far? Where did you go to elementary? Where did you go to middle school?
2: So elementary, I went to this. One school called Horace Mann Elementary School. And so... You're you're nodding because you know what that is? Yeah. Okay, I've never... I don't think I've heard of it. Are sure I know where it is? Just, I mean, at that point, like, you know how everyone says, oh, like, oh, I hate math. Like, math sucks. Mm -hmm. Math, for me, was, like, almost a second language. I I was. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No, like it well. was. It, it's a good thing. Like, okay. I if I you could, s- you probably
1: speak two languages fluently. Yes. Right? Okay. So yes.
2: So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when most people say it's like a second, la- it's like another language. That means they don't get it at all. Nope, me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for you, the idea of it's learning another language is easy because you've already learned multiple languages.
2: Yeah. Okay. So math was just second nature. Like I probably could have done it in my sleep if I wanted to. Okay. Um, my math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy,
2: I
1: I've, promise. I've told you I would help you. You're the one that doesn't take math classes
2: now and ask for help.
0: I hate math.
2: Yeah, so that was basically first through fifth grade. And then middle school I actually went to two. Uh first was hill classical middle school which is now called sato academy yeah yeah for like the first year and a half and then after that i went to rogers middle school okay yeah um so the way that happened is because hill at one year won like the blue ribbon award and so my mom was like that's a good school you're going to it and i'm like all right the thing about it, though, was that Hill was not a good school. Hill was pretty ghetto.
1: <laughs> Just because it's ghetto doesn't mean it's not good. Like, well, <laughs> what is the, what is the Blue Ribbon Award? What does that even mean?
2: Uh, it's, like, one of the best schools in the district. Like, high-performance high, academic. High-performance, yeah. Okay. But it was only one time. And so, <laughs> anyways, so after my first year, like... The first half of seventh grade, um, Rogers won it the next year, and so my mom was like, "You know what? Hill hasn't been keeping its reputation up, basically." So she wanted me to transfer to Rogers, and I'm like, "But, but, and so that's what ended up happening." Um, it was really rough because the, I guess, the pace of the education at Hill was way far behind from what it was at Rogers. Dang. And so, coming into Rogers, I was struggling a lot because, obviously, it was just a way better education system over there. <coughs> but then, after having like a personal tutor help me with like my homework and learning, I actually managed to keep up with the other uh, students over there. And so... Uh, Yeah That was middle school And then high school I went to Long Beach Poly Nice So um, Going into high school I actually wanted to do volleyball Because like I wanted to do sports in middle school But the only thing that piqued my interest Was flag football I tried out And didn't make it Yeah But So Some context Like During elementary school I actually um Was in a volleyball club and I would um, play volleyball with these other kids at um, Whaley Park. Mm. And so I did that for a few years in <coughs> elementary, and so I was like, you know what? I know they have volleyball in high school. I'm going to go back to volleyball. And so I played volleyball for, like, my first three years. Uh, I was in Frosch soft my freshman year, JV sophomore year, and then varsity my junior year. But – um I didn't play my senior year because I was um, – I keep having to go back because I'm, like, trying mm-hmm. to speed through this. Uh, during the time I was playing volleyball, I was, <clears throat> I was like, fixed on the idea of, being like, all right, I want to be a veterinarian, so I'm just going to have to take, like, a lot of science classes and mostly biology. So I took AP biology uh, junior year, mm-hmm. and I struggled in that class and I was like you know what this this night this might not be for me <laughs> all right <laughs> and so coming to that realization I was like you know what senior year I'm going to just like do acting and like um i guess music because i really listen uh enjoy listening to music and i wanted to be an actor So I actually enrolled into drama, piano, and choir my senior year. And I was like, if I'm going to be doing all of this, I'm not going to have time for volleyball, and so that's why I quit. Did you have a
1: background of playing music, playing instruments, singing in a choir?
2: Yes. So basically all my talent (laughs) was during elementary years. So I actually was starting to learn how to play the piano um during third grade which was the same time I was playing the cello oh, Wow. yeah and um <coughs> same like hearing I had a private teacher who would uh, teach me how to play the piano at home and so I learned how to play the piano and cello third grade year um fourth grade still cello so i Basically played the cello and the piano from third grade to fifth grade. I played the violin during middle school. And I played the piano for two years in high school.
1: Yeah. Were you in like the jazz band or one of No. The, you didn't just, do any of that? When-
2: well, senior year, um, all like the higher-ups, so like. It's like piano one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Seven, eight. so three, four and up they had to do um solo performances. Uh and so I did um Sam Smith Stay by Me for like my I guess final performance of the year. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, that was all the instruments that I played.
1: So why why take drama? Why go into acting randomly your senior year? It, was it, it, was it ended up being just a class? Yeah, it was just a class. Did you like do any of the plays or do anything like that? I no, I was not.
2: hoping to, but no, I I wasn't. Like that would be hard to just jump into senior year and be able to. It wasn't hard. It was just like, I guess I wasn't, enough. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't hard, but you weren't good enough. Or it didn't no. seem hard, but...
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, did you go through audition processes to try to be in the plays? Yeah. Okay. And then.
2: Which really sucked because now knowing that and, like, my schedule for, like, piano and choir, like, concerts, like, they didn't really, like, mess with the... Um, the volleyball season schedule and so i was like well i could have played but i didn't yeah
1: well who knows what your time commitments and stuff yeah messed up a lot of stuff between practices and whatever (coughs) um which program
2: were you in i was in the meds program which is now called maps okay yeah and what is that focus that was for uh like Science, going in, final, okay. yeah.
1: So you have since kind of steered away from that. <laughs> yes. Did you like grow up always wanting to be a vet?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. After AP bio, I was like,
1: why? Why did you want to be a vet? What What was about your childhood that you were like, I want to be a vet.
2: I want to work with animals. So it's funny that you bringing it up because, like, I. I didn't, because I have two dogs, but I didn't have them, like, when I was growing up, and I don't know, it, like, I, like, really liked animals, but (laughs) didn't grow up around (laughs) any.
1: I mean, maybe that's why, you knew you were missing out, and so you were trying to learn as much as possible about them, to fill the void. Yeah. There was a very short time where I wanted to be a vet, I was in 7th or 8th grade. I think everyone has that phase. And then in eighth grade, we had to job shadow somebody for whatever, for a project. So I job shadowed. There used to be a veterinarian, a veterinary clinic. There might still be one off of Los Coyotes in spring over here. There is. Well, there's the one on the northeast side. Yeah. So not so Los Coyotes and Woodruff where like the Arco mm-hmm. slash now USA oh, yeah, Gasoline. Our, and uh, then like we the golf the- shop and stuff uh-huh. back there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is still there. We took our cats at once. So they asked for a lot of money. To get I to
1: job shadowed there for a couple months, and I—that's how I learned that I could not be a veterinarian. <laughs> because when there would be, you know, they would do minor surgeries and stuff. They would neuter and spay animals and have them come in or whatever. And so just to like, I watched mm-hmm. a couple of the procedures, and I was like, I can't do this. Like I got lightheaded once with them like cutting open one of the either a rabbit or a cat or something. Oh, that's I like, funny. I definitely can't do this. I'm out.
2: <laughs> yeah, for me I I once ago shadow uh, like a procedure that they were doing one day and they had to cut up the a dog and I was I was just chilling. I was just fine. I, I, just... <laughs> I mean, some
1: people can handle it. Apparently, I cannot. I didn't think I had a problem with it, and then I was standing there watching and I was like, "Oh, and they're like, You okay? I said, no. <laughs> so I'd go like sit down and put my head between my knees and restore blood flow because I couldn't take it, apparently. So that was the end of my vet days.
0: Now we know his weakness.
1: Yeah, just bring a live animal in front of me and cut it open and I'll faint. <laughs> Psychopath. Um, <laughs> so, So you finish at Polly why Cal State Long Beach
2: Okay so when I graduated so this was in 18 okay um I applied to Cal State Long Beach Sonoma State CSU East Bay and San Francisco State Okay and so I applied to all four.
1: Those are all up north for those who don't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Minus us. So I applied to all four and it got accepted into all four. Good for you? Yeah. That's dope. And so uh my primary choice was East Bay. <laughs> but then one day like my one of my cousins came over and he's more realistic. I'm I'm more of like a wishful thinker, and so one day he was like, "So where do you want to go for uh, universities?" And I was like, "I want to go north." And he was like, "Really?" <laughs> so <laughs> why is that bad? So, so um, so my mom was kind of like taking his side also because she didn't think it was a good idea, and so after like. Getting back the information of how much financial aid I was going to get. Um, he did the math. And so for all of the universities up north, I would have been in debt if I went. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that happens to a lot of people. So. Yeah. And so it was like, you could dream all you want, but you're going to have to take out loans yeah. if you want to be able to survive there. Like, f- just for a semester. Not, not like, a whole year, a semester. Yeah. And so he was like, your best choice is Cal State.
1: So, financial responsibility kept yes. you down here.
2: Financial responsibility <laughs> kept me down here. Understandable.
1: So, what what do you think you might want to do? You haven't declared, but, like, what, what are a couple areas that you're interested okay,
2: in? Okay, so, I, I actually have a story for this. Mm-hmm. So... Applying uh, this year I applied as a music major Mm. And so I applied I did everything Turned everything in on time I was uh, reading through the emails That I got Making sure I did what they said on there And then One day just out of nowhere I get an email saying Sorry your mission has been withdrawn Because you didn't participate In a departmental review I was like what is that supposed to mean
1: you're supposed to like audition if yeah. you're applying the music program.
2: Yeah. Uh, dang. And so I go to the enrollment services and I was like, so I got this. I'm I'm not sure what that means. And they're like, Oh yeah, music majors have to audition to get into the program. I'm like we don't have the final say if you're admitted or not, they do. Yeah. So you have to if you like want to talk to the music department, you can. So I walked over to the music department and I was like, Hey, I got this email saying like I did an audition, basically, like, I wasn't informed of that. And they're like, oh, yeah, the students had to do their own research. Like, they should have known, like, coming into the the major, I guess. And so I was like, well, that's stupid. And so literally the next day, I go back, I re-explain my situation, and this time uh, they say, oh, we're not responsible of knowing who – like is interested of interested in applying to our program or not like we don't have a list of names like who does and who doesn't like we don't keep track of that and I was like well I didn't tell them but like in my head I was like well if you don't know who does or who doesn't how did you know to specifically take mine out like how did you know that I didn't go for an audition like yeah, something so doesn't something doesn't sound right here and so they're like Yeah, so we can't do anything about that right now, but the I guess the another way to get into the school if you were if you um applied as undeclared. And so that's what oh. I did.
1: So are you still planning to like re audition yes. actually audition and go to okay. music? Yeah. Do you know would it be in music performance? Would it be in music education? Music
2: composition.
1: Composition. Yeah. That sounds like the most complicated one. That. Was me. that okay. Um, I just got followed by Tim Morrill on Instagram, which you don't know who that is, but he plays Frisbee. <laughs> and he's a known person, and I think Devo just sent <laughs> me. <laughs> that's super funny. Sorry, reference. Uh, while we were at. The Frisbee tournament on Saturday. One of the guys playing is Tim Morrell, and oh, so you met him? No, he he was in like the showcase game. Oh, and he he is known as somebody who um does like athletic training and peak performance and that type of stuff. He has a whole performance training system, and it was like a really known one of the more popular ones a few years ago, where it was like for ultimate. He's in, he was in Florida and was connected to a bunch of the Florida guys, and like he was a big deal. But I had never seen him play ultimate. But he was part of the showcase game on Saturday, so like we're on the sideline, and there's a bunch of us sitting there together: me, Brandon, Debo, a few other people, and Cameron and, <coughs> and Calvin. And so we're watching. We're like, oh, Tim Morrell's playing. This is funny. And the whole time, the whole time we're watching the last showcase game, Calvin is live tweeting the showcase game. And he mentions Tim Worrell in his live tweets, and him and Cameron, after the fact, like I am quoting Cameron on Twitter to Calvin, so they have like a back and forth through me, and so his name was used multiple times, and then Tim Worrell apparently started following me and Debo on Instagram just now, <laughs> and I think that's very entertaining. I've never met this guy. I've never any of that, but if he saw the tweets, then that's probably pretty funny.
0: Just a professional athlete following a professional athlete.
1: Yep, no big deal. I, that, that makes me laugh a lot. Sorry, I did not mean to get sidetracked. Debo texted me and that screwed it up.
0: Now <laughs> so I know his weakness.
1: <laughs> sidetrack me by breaking up random. Yeah, I think we've all been there. Okay, music composition. So what does that actually entail?
2: Um, music, music theory, just like making your own music. Uh, the thing about that is <coughs> when you audition, you like audition with like one instrument. And so, um, so f- approximately for two years, you would have to work with the instrument that you've auditioned with until like, I guess you have free reign, free reign of what whatever you want to do. But, um, I met this guy one day at a concert that they had over there. Uh, he's a music composition major also, and he managed to get all of his, I guess, higher up exams done within a semester. And so, yeah, if I can, if I can do that within a year, so my sophomore year, um, I'd still be like I would still be able to do the classes that I want because what I really want to do is like make e d m music so mm-hmm. working more with like laptops and computers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but those are those are higher up classes, so they're like three hundred and above, yeah, so if I could do that within a year i I would be like really happy
1: I mean that sounds like a lot, is it? So are you testing out of some of that stuff by performing, or you just need to take care of a bunch of classes? Mm. How does that, like, how how would you accelerate your process that you're talking about?
2: Oh no! So like for music music majors, there's like not really any required like prerequisite classes that you need to take. Um, but right now I'm just like taking care of like most of my GE courses. Yeah. So like. I don't have to worry about that later. So that's that's what you mean? You're just going to knock out yeah. all
1: of the general ed stuff <coughs> as quickly as possible? So you're like not taking any music classes?
2: Really? I I did this this past semester. It was um, music 190. It was like... Listener's approach to music? Yeah. So...
1: Took that 16 years ago. <laughs> I
2: thought you were going to say 16 times. I was going to vomit. Nah. Yeah, it was... Um, as you know, based around like Western European music, but like from the medieval yeah. Renaissance ages to like... started with the Gregorian chants. Ooh. It was plain chant actually. It was what? Plain chant. Then it was Gregorian. Like, I don't,
1: it was 16 years ago. I don't remember. Else. <laughs> if no. I had to take a test on that class, I'd fail it miserably.
2: Yeah. And apparently, um, one of my buddies from school... Uh he's a he's a music major as well. But um apparently what what he told me is that it's not pre it's not like mandatory but the music department like kind of pressures or like requires you to take that class. Yeah. So when I when I heard that I was like, dude, I'm already done with that class. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Good. Be ahead of the game.
2: I mean it it was like not intentional because I didn't know about that at that time, but knowing that now I was yeah like, it's helpful i'm I'm just i'm good
1: sometimes you accidentally over prepare and then it helps you out, yeah, that works out Me so like career wise like are like what are you intending like I'm going to be a music producer yeah. as a career? how long has that been a desire
2: uh Yeah, I'd say it was, like, my senior year in high school where, like, I really sat down and contemplated, be like, okay, what is it that I actually love? Mm -hmm. And so, for all my life, I was, like, basically a music geek. I would listen to the radio, like, almost all the time, um... And then when I'm, like, at home, I would just have my headphones on just listening to music, like, almost 24-7. And that's when I realized, I was like, this is what I want to do.
1: That's... I feel like that's a hard thing to enter into. Like, how, how do you even become... How do you turn that into a career?
2: It's not like uh there's not like a formal structural way yeah, of to do it but um i guess mostly what i think would like help me th- through that would be like i guess connections and contacts like promoting my stuff yeah yeah would be like very useful
1: have you made stuff already like do you have No
2: (laughs) But that's why I want to learn You gotta get on
1: that That's gotta
2: start happening now You just gotta start creating, creating, creating Yeah, like I don't have like I have no idea what I'm Even going to do So that's why I'm kind of like Alright, so I'm just gonna do this Just Dive straight into it basically But I'm willing To learn That's an important piece
1: All right. So shifting gears, unless you have questions in any of those pathways. Sorry, I asked that after you stood up.
0: I was stretching. Uh, no. <laughs> <coughs>
1: okay. So shifting gears, uh, faith aspect. So you mentioned growing up in a Christian household your yeah. whole life. What mm-hmm. Was that based on your mom has just been devoted to her faith? for a long time like what what did the
2: beginnings of that look like It was actually uh it was actually my stepdad where um he has never mentioned anything about it to my mom or like went to um any church services like on Sundays like we usually do because at that time my mom was catholic and so um, being raised Catholic, she would go to Catholic services at a local, like, little, I guess, Catholic church that was a few blocks away. And so, one day she just sees him with, like, I guess, because because he's quadriplegic, he gets his work done on a computer. So, I guess she just saw him one day with, like, the Bible open on his computer, and she was like, you didn't tell me you were Christian? And he was like, "Well, I didn't didn't know you were interested." <laughs> and so, from from that point, like he started like teaching her about Christianity, and so essentially converted her to Christianity. And um, that's that's how our our uh, faith grew from that point. So what did that look like for
1: you? What were those interactions at home like? Were you still like, going to church with? Like what did that look? like? No,
2: yeah, uh, I was. I was too young to remember, but like uh, ever since I could remember, that's okay. what I've been doing my whole life. Did you have like a whole youth group experience, like midweek meetings, that kind of stuff? No, um, every Sunday I. There was, I mean, there was services on Wednesdays, but. Oh, excuse
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> the phase Jake made at the end of it. Oh man, I don't think the sound will show up. No, that it's, it's not. that was hilarious. <laughs> Continue.
2: <laughs> it would it would just be a weekly thing, but yeah. And um, talking about my faith actually there's this club both on um college campuses and high school campuses called crew which i was first introduced in my um at the very end of my sophomore year uh, in high school when i was still playing volleyball one of my teammates um just came up to me and be like hey you want to come like hang out at my club, like, after school. And I was like, I mean, I am i don't know. <laughs> and so he was like, dude, we're going to have pizza, we're going to have drinks, it's going to be lit. Always with the food. Yes. <laughs> food wins out. <laughs> and, I'll, and I was like, all right, I, I guess I, I could. And so um, we go, uh, there wasn't any drinks. There was pizza, though. And so I was like, So tell me what this club is about again. And so that's when he says, like, oh, it's a a Bible study club. And so at this point, I always have to refer stuff. At this point, um, during my freshman year, my mom would hold her own Bible studies, which I had to be a part of. Like Like, Yeah. I, like, didn't have any other option. Like, I had to be there. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Those things went on for two two and a half hours long, and I'm just there like I am hungry. <laughs> I mean, were they focused on biblical stuff
1: the whole time? Or yes. Were
2: they like, oh, I mean, what? Yes. <laughs> for two or two and a half hours, and so
1: I get the feeling that was not ideal for you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And wouldn't. they were they weren't even people like around my age. They were all adults. Yeah, that makes it tough. Yeah, and so, um, so I'm there at the club and I'm just like, well, I've been in these things that are like usually two hours. I mean, like, what's what's the worst that can happen? And so, at least these people are your age. <laughs> yeah, and so surprisingly, it just like took half an hour. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, like that wasn't bad. And then after that, like, they decided to go to um, a nearby park in Signal Hill, Discovery Well. Do you know that one? All yep. right. So there's a park over there that um, we went to, like, literally after that meeting, we're like, all right, we're going to go play sports at this park. Uh, you're welcome to join us if you want. And so I did. And I was like, this club's fun. <laughs>
1: So they had a good mix of doing fun, entertaining things, and also still getting yeah. the word of it.
2: Uh-huh. And so um, they would have their, like, summer and winter conferences also, which I always went to mm-hmm. until, like, this, this year. Like, well, actually, not this year. Technically, last year, during December, Got it. where, like, my streak stopped. Um but, um, I would always go like every year to both summer and winter conferences, and then now transitioning into university um, they also like they also have crew there, mm-hmm. and so I go to the club I see like who's there and like how how it kind of like differs from high school crew and so uh, it's more. I guess a little more formal, a little more uptight, um but it's still basically the same idea.
1: I mean, college comes with it a certain maturity compared to high school, so people are gonna be a little more composed and a little
2: more yeah,
1: that makes sense,
2: but it's like in high school it's it just feels natural in college it like they try they try to make it like i guess fun and entertaining, but it's just, no. It's a different kind. (laughs) Things change, believe it or not, from being a teenager to being in
1: your early 20s, so people act a different way and have different expectations. So it's not surprising that a college group, even with the same name, would act or feel a little different than the high school group. I do think it's funny. I mean,
2: they're still still cool. They're pretty chill. That's good.
1: Yeah. So are you... Is there like a series that's happening? Like, what does that even look like? Are are you guys going through a book or something, or going through a topic? <laughs> I mean, how often does it meet? Is it on campus? Is yeah, it's like,
2: it's um on campus, uh basically where everyone's welcome to join. Uh, it's on Thursday nights, um but then they have like also small community groups that they do throughout the week. Yeah. Um which I couldn't go to unfortunately because frisbee practice actually no, not frisbee. One of my classes was I at I had a class that actually um was like during that time for like freshman Got seminar. And so I couldn't go to that. And then um surprisingly they did ultimate frisbee as well on Fridays. Right at Whaley, as well, there's a
1: lot of Christian groups that rely on ultimate as, <laughs> an, as an activity, which is great,
0: no, yeah, until so I got into it,
2: but That's, I just think it's funny,
0: yeah, that is funny. It's just so random that they pick that,
2: yeah. yeah, so for me, it was like two times a week where I wouldn't like hang out with them,
1: so what transi- I mean you've been in public school your whole life, so how how difficult has it been for you to maintain and grow in your faith when you have been surrounded by I mean I'm not going to say that people at Poly are terrible and people at Cal State are terrible that's not what I'm saying but like in a public setting most people we've had come on here have grown up in private Christian school settings so in a public school setting like how how have you had to like battle what have, what have you had to has it been easy for you to, like, maintain your faith and be upright or
2: whatever in your ways? Or... No, it it wasn't easy, but, like, I don't know. I just, like, keep things to myself, like, my thoughts to myself. So it wasn't easy, but at the same time, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is really hard. It was, like, kind of like a fine balance. Okay. So what, if you had
1: to describe your faith to somebody, like why you believe in
2: Jesus, what would you tell them? Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the question I thought I didn't want to have to answer. <laughs> the
1: <That's laughs> question I ask everybody. <laughs> you
2: the only reason why my faith is what it is, is because i that's what I was born into. That's what I was taught to believe. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's nothing really other than that. That's,
1: I mean, it, we're all in different places. So if you still feel like this is, because do you feel like it's just information that you know and you know these things, you know this information, and you know these things exist? Or like, do you feel like personally connected to your faith? Like where, where do you think you are in the spectrum of, it's purely information that I know too. It's purely relational. I fully believe and engage in all of it. Like, where in that spectrum are you?
2: Recently, I've been, like, kind of questioning it. Because, like, as I said, like, I was taught to believe in it. But, like, there's there's been some times where, I, like, what if this was just, like, wasn't real? It was, like, all fake? Yeah. Like, we're just, like blindly following someone and telling us to do this do that i mean i think
1: that's a legitimate concern i think if we just believed wholeheartedly and had zero doubts 100 percent of the time that that wouldn't be real either yeah like we should question like we should question everything every time we read something out of a textbook we should be like okay where is this information actually coming from should i actually trust it you know yeah like i think that's totally legitimate but i also think it's important for you to like have an understanding of where you're at. How does your faith play into who you are as a person and how you interact in the world versus just oh, like,
2: uh, like playing into my personality. I w- I would say like a lot. It's like <clears throat> uh, maybe not how <laughs> the way I act, but the way I think. Like faith has to do a lot with it. What's one example of that? Um, I guess. Not, like, not like treat others the way you want to be treated, but, like, if someone, like, for the classic example, if someone smacks you, just, like, turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Just, like, um, I guess morality would be, like, something that I believe in. In terms of...
1: What like morality is big. There are a lot of different topics we could go into. Yeah. So like, what do what do you mean when you say morality?
2: Morality just like, um, living a decent, like, respectful life, not only like to you, but like to others. Mm. Just like, not being a idiot or a jerk. Just.
1: I mean, it's possible for people outside the faith to not be idiots and jerks to people. I know a lot of non-Christian people who... I'm not
2: saying there isn't, but just like, I guess, I don't I don't know how to properly explain it, though. <laughs> I,
1: that's a good spot to be into. It's a good thing to think about and yeah. address on your own. What are... Have there... Have there been moments in your life where you have felt like clearly like this was a God thing? Like I saw this thing or I heard this thing or somebody was involved in some way that was like, this is clearly God doing something in my life. Um,
2: there was one time where I, um, I was done with school. So I was on my way back home. I'm walking down the street, and so there's this um, one guy. He's like not in a wheelchair, but one of those uh, one of those chairs that like have handles on. Yeah, like the, a walker. Like, yeah, kind of like the, one of those walkers. And so there's there was a guy sitting on one of them in front of like an apartment, and so he has this ring of keys and this one separate key in the other hand. And so I'm just walking down the street, minding my own business, and he he just asked me, young man, can, can you help me with something? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, don't know why, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so he was he, he was like, can you help me put this key back with the other keys? And I was like, in my head, I was like, really? That's what you want me to do? Hello. But I'm, I don't complain. I'm like, yeah, okay. And so I do it, and he was like, oh, thank you. Uh, bless your heart. And I'm like, all right. Just, like, kind of, like, shrugging it off. It's like, trying to be a good person. And so I'm walking down the um crossing the street of, like, on the block of where my house is. I look back, and he's not there anymore. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so – like days after that, I'm walking towards my house and i I would like try to look for that guy I haven't seen him since, nor have i <laughs> and so I was like, because he's definitely lot- not like someone who lives in that neighborhood mm-hmm. and when I told this to my mom, she was like, oh yeah that's the that's the, um neighbor that because there's one house that has a ramp because he's i guess also disabled and so it was like oh yeah the that neighbor that lives in that house and i was like no this was like a completely different guy because you knew who the other person was yeah okay so it it just like it was just strange to me because like obviously i haven't seen the person like before and i don't think like i would see him ever again but like Something deep down inside told me like that was like not a real person that it wasn't a ghost, but like it was something else it was something yeah
1: I mean things like that can be pretty powerful if you think you saw or interacted with an angel or something yeah
2: that's that's what I was thinking that's
1: that's crazy what are what are some of your favorite? scriptures or bible stories like what's one or two that to you like really stick out that that matter impact you a lot Um,
2: I guess the story of Jonah because recently I've been taught in like more in depth in the details of like what happened after because growing up All that we were taught was, like, yeah, Jonah was, like, uh, God commanded him to preach to, what what was it? The Nineveh? Yeah, the Ninevites. But he didn't want to, so he, like, ran away. And then, like, there was a storm in the middle of the sea. And, like, the people on the boat were, like, they knew it was God that was, like, doing it. But, like, they didn't know why. And so John told them, "Well, it's because of me, so if you throw me off the boat, then everything will be okay, And like that's it. Like that's where the story stops. But then recently, um, this was this was done at a conference, a fall conference um, crew that we had for like a day or so. And so they went more in depth on the detail of that, uh, explaining what happened after where it was like Um, Jonah was sitting in the belly of a fish. doesn't say what fish, but it just says sitting in the belly of a fish um, for like three days until he finally repents and God lets him out. And so he goes to Nineveh. Um, God gives him a message to deliver to the Ninevites. Mm -hmm. But Jonah purposely tries to butcher it. And says a short message of, like, three or five words saying, repent or die. Basically what he said. And this wasn't even at the heart of the city. This was more, like, at the outskirts. Um, But um, because he hated them so much. And so... um, purposely tries to, like, mess up God's plan, but the word, like, spreads around fast throughout the city. Eventually, it goes to the king, and then, like, everyone just takes, like, this kind of a silk cloth mm-hmm. and just just puts it on top of them, even the animals, kind of, like, as a symbol of... Um, I guess, like simple of knowing that judgment awaits them. And so, but not judgment because God forgives them in the end, but. I mean, they were
1: worried. Jonah told them yeah. 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Mm-hmm. And so if they have any sense of history of what it looks like for God to overthrow cities, then
2: yeah,
1: that's it's a lot of destruction.
2: Uh-huh. And then Jonah's, like, somewhere from afar but still in distance to, like, see the the city. And so he's just sitting there in the blazing sun just, like, waiting for God to, I guess, rain fire from heaven uh, down onto the city. And um, uh, nothing happens. And then overnight, while Jonah's asleep, God, like, plants this plant um right next to him and it grows into like this big giant i guess
1: big enough to give him shade
2: yeah shelter yeah and so jonah's really happy about it and like i guess the only thing he cared for and then that day passes nothing happens and then again overnight like god um sends this, like, creature to, like, kind of, um, eat the plant, just, like, let it, uh, just let it die, and then the next day, um, Jonah's upset again, because, upset again, because like, he had this plant giving him shade, but, like, now it just, it's dead, it has holes in it, and it heals, like, well telling literally telling god well it's better if you just like let me die yep like that's how much he hated these people and i guess what god was trying to show jonah was like not only have i shown you compassion but i shown compassion to the people to who you hate and despise like you're not special, you're not superior in any other way, you're just like them. And I could have done the same to you.
1: So why why is that important to you?
2: I mean because like as humans, I guess, because I'm very competitive coming from like doing volleyball and like ultimate frisbee, like I I, like, want to do good and, like, be better than most people and sometimes then the pride comes in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, I guess, I think I'm better than this person, this person, but, like, in the end, there's, like, a realization for, like, for every person that you think you're better than there's always going to be someone who's like doing the same to you. Like if you think you're better than that person, there's another person that thinks they're better than you. Yeah. So kind of like, I guess um, reminds me to, like to be humble and just like focus on myself.
1: So it's a good good reminder to Aim high and try to achieve while also understanding that you're not yeah. the best all the mm-hmm. time. Do you got anything? I don't. <laughs> Contributions are <laughs>
0: incredible. Um sorry, my tummy hurts. It's okay. We're at we're at over an hour and, and a half. Hungry. So After all that sugar he ate. I know. Yeah, I ate a lot of sugar today. I need I need meat.
1: Um So I guess we can end with this idea of we're in a new year and so resolutions and goals and whatnot can be a thing, but without being like too cliche and formal, like what is something that you, is there something that you have set in front of you that you are trying to accomplish this year? Do you have a specific goal or a specific thing that 2020 brings with it that you're like, this is what I want for my life this year?
2: No, honestly, I just, I don't, I don't deal with resolution. <laughs> it doesn't have to
1: be a resolution. It can just be like, you have a season coming up. You have these goals of music coming up. Like, is there something along the way that you're like, this is what I want to accomplish this year. Like I have 12 months to, I want to for sure make this thing happen.
2: No, not really. <laughs> Fine. I, I mean...
1: wasn't trying to put you on the spot. Usually people think about these things.
2: No, because, like, obviously, fun. yes, I want to do good during the season, but, like, other than that, I really don't have any other goals than just, like, staying focused in school.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to uh, From Bob's Office. That is F R O M. Never mind. Follow <laughs> us on all social medias. You did it right? Why did you stop? F R O M B O B S O F F I C E. Sork. I wanted to say the first part. Not the first part. I wanted to say the second part first, so I had to go back and rewrite. Rewrite. Aw, <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> I
2: was doing so well. Oh, that one. Okay. Wouldn't be surprised if this show gets canceled anytime
1: soon. There's no canceling. It's up <laughs> to – anyway, um, we may or may not be in here on Thursday. Oh. I don't know. We don't have – we got to talk to people. The only guest I know we for sure have is next Thursday. Um, it'll be a surprise. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully this new format <laughs> works out for you a little bit. Let us know. We really do want feedback. Like Feedback only comes, I feel like, when I'm in someone's face and asking. But I hate bringing up the podcast all the time because it feels like that's all I talk about. And I don't want that to be the case. But if you are listening to this, tell us. Give, give us something. Direct message me or Jake or send it on one of the social media feeds or something. What do you want?
2: Follow them on Instagram.
1: Yeah, all that jazz and Twitter. I need to be more active on Twitter with our account, but I don't know how to do that. You yeah, um, can't just do memes. One of the things that I want to do as we move forward, I should have said it on the sports one, but you're here, so maybe you'll see it and care, hear it and care, is I want us to be going live on Instagram when we do the sports one. We so should do that more be, often. So people can be tuning in. I think it's weird if we do it with this portion of it, but I want, like the sports one is a little bit more free-flowing, whatever. Um, I'm okay with that one getting interrupted with weird things. So... If you want in on the sports conversation, be on the lookout for our live feeds, and I want to be, like, interacting on those. That should be a new, new year sport. resolution. That should be mine? Yeah. <laughs> Which part?
2: For the podcast. Just try to live stream more often. I mean,
1: still be on the lookout for whenever we do the five pounds of shrimp challenge oh, with Brandon. God. I'm excited about that.
2: That's easy. Okay.
1: <laughs> Five, five pounds, pounds of, of anything, anything is, is not easy.
0: easy Nailed it I am not uh, <laughs> To this day I, I had ham the other day And I was like This is kind of hard to eat still, <laughs> still And so I horrible. love ham Alright
1: well If you made it this far Thank you for listening Tune in next time
0: Have a great night I'm Jake Mathis
1: I'm Jacob Bomber
2: I am Well, I'll just, I'll <laughs> just go with loops <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day